Hey, this is Kyle Headley, youth pastor at DP City. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you guys for joining us today. Your willingness to spend the day with us means the world to us here at DP City. And thank you to everyone who financially supports the various ministries that are happening around on campus. Without your willingness to tithe and give, there's no possible way we could be reaching the community the way we do. So seriously, thank you. All right, guys, welcome to episode two of Connect with DP City. As always, this is your host, Kyle Headley. Um, we are on April 11th, so Easter Sunday just passed, and it's the following Tuesday. We have an awesome guest today. If you come to DP City, you know him as our leader of congregational worship. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Everyone give it up for Mr. <laughs> Reggie Lewis. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. Hold on, I got a button just for you. <laughs> That's funny. I'm pretty sure I heard um, myself in the audience. And then we have another special guest, our very own Pastor Steve Ryan. Everyone give it up for Pastor the Steve man, Ryan. The man, the myth, the legend. Now, we can't all be the man, the myth, the legend. I'm not the man. The You're man. the man. He's the myth. I'm the legend. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. We're like three Was that the man, the myth, the and the midget? Is that what you guys said? <laughs> Oh, that's not a midget. That's not politically correct. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I really wanted to bring you guys in here today because um, a couple weeks ago, Reggie did an online teaching about the value of fellowship, and I thought it was a really, really good teaching. So I just kind of wanted to uh, expand on that a little bit. So why don't you hit us with like that quick three minute summary of that teaching? Three minute. Well, I don't think I've ever been able to do anything in three minutes. Well, maybe a couple of things, but <laughs> nah. But yeah, um, nah. The 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 teaching was basically. I think we have a very perverted understanding of why the church is here. Uh, when we look at Acts in the beginning of the church and the church that changed the course of the world, it was all about living life together. And being able to live life, you know, I think when you live life with people, your level of accountability rises, your just fellowship is, is, is such a strong thing because people lift you up, people hold you accountable. And when you're, it's easy to give up when you're by yourself, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's the purpose of what God, like, like like a three strand rope, you know a three strand rope is 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 strong because it's tied together, um, <clears throat> like that that uh that that teaching I think if I'm not mistaken it was off of uh, Hebrews twenty five, Hebrews ten twenty two through twenty three that tells us not to forsake the gathering together as some people do because you know we encourage each other into into good works and into things that that are necessary, knowing that the day of the Lord is coming. So you know, uh, when you look around what's going on in this in this world right now, it can be very easy to to get down, to feel overwhelmed, to 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 think that everything is going bad. Like we were just talking about earlier in uh in the meeting about you know a lot of the stuff that's going on is only seeming so crazy because it's it's on everybody's lips it's it's the main thing we're talking about but if we as believers 
we're not. I heard I heard somebody say that we're the counterculture. We're not the counterculture. We're the we're the culture. We're the culture. And until we start moving like that and 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 form that level of 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 solidarity, and not be so much focused on what the other side is doing, but concentrating on what we're doing and making sure that we're living out the, what, what Christ has called us to do, and that's being the church, not coming to church, but being the church, that right there would be monumental. You know what I'm saying? It, it says that we're called to love one each one, one, one another, and, and, and all these things have to do with fellowship. Like, it's hard to fellowship when you don't know the ins and outs of, of each other's lives or you know what I'm saying? Like we can't, some of the best conversations I've had is with you two brothers, you know what I'm saying? About, and this helped me out with, with many things. And like with pastor Steve, like, I, you know, I look to him as being a mentor, like, you know what I'm saying? My, my spiritual big brother, I would say father, but he's only like a couple of years older than me. So you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you know, but, um, you know, like my spiritual big brother and, and he knows details of my life that I'll, like haven't really discussed other people have an idea about it but no he knows details of it because you know I, I need sometimes for someone outside of my spec outside of me to be able to feed into me someone that I trust that I know is gonna come with the spirit and and give me something that's not led by ego so you know like these are the things that we need just to survive in this world in a world that's so so riddled with craziness. Well, one thing I really like that you said is that um, it's easy to give up when you're doing something by yourself, mm. you know. But when other people are holding you accountable or need you to succeed, yeah. it's a whole nother yeah. whole nother ball game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking as Reggie was talking, um, I think a lot of times when you kind of forsake being in a relationship with people then you can get isolated, and the, and the enemy wants to isolate us. And I thought about a couple of years ago, and Reggie knows this well, and you know some of it, when I went through a really dark time, it was about this time two years ago, and I remember me and Reggie, we had many conversations, but he was sitting in my office, and he said, the one thing that I notice in your conversations, you keep saying, ah, ah, ah. And it reminded me of an Isaiah where Satan exalts himself he says i five times he's exalting himself yeah. trying to yeah. say and i think when we don't have fellowship and we isolate we get more into the flesh and we're not allowing the holy spirit to really flow in our lives and it can become more about i and putting i on the throne of your life instead of allowing the holy spirit to be the one that guides you and when you have fellowship reggie could speak to me then or you could say you know steve i I kind of agree with what you're saying, but you're, you're off just a little bit. And when you have fellowship, and that's why it says iron sharpens iron, and you know, just as a plug to the men's event that's coming up on Saturday, May the 6th, that's what I love about things like that. It's because men can come together and really sharpen, and we have that every Sunday morning. Both you guys know you run the men's group. We both go to it on a Sunday morning, and I like the fact that we get to talk about things that can be uncomfortable, but helps grow you. I yeah. realize I'm just a piece of the body, but if I really want to grow, I've got to have life with the body. I've got to have fellowship with other believers. And I think especially for men, it's vital. One thing like that would just came to my 
uh, remembrance was when um, Jesus is telling the disciples about, you know, Satan is waiting to sift you. Mm. It's hard to sift something when you're in, a, in the crowd of, like when you're surrounded by your people. You can only sift something if it's by itself. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's what, like you said, the enemy, he's, he wants to isolate us. He wants to catch us outside the flock. Why did Jesus go after the one? Yeah, I mm. think for me, I know in my personal life, I can always tell when I'm starting to feel depressed or anxiety. I always tend to be like, oh, I'm just going to stay at home. Or like, I'm not going to go to that. I'm not going to go do that. And, mm. you know, I'm not going to even turn the lights on in my mm. house. Mm. I'm going to keep it dark. I'm going to, and it tends to pull you in faster. And yeah how quickly fellowship can just yank people out. I mean, how many times in men's group have we heard the same thing where somebody's like, I wasn't even going to come this morning. Yeah. I'm so thankful I'm here because Amen. the Holy Spirit hit me. And it's nothing you said or I said or Pastor Steve said, but the yeah. Holy Spirit needed them to get around some other men and realize, first of all, you're not the only dude struggling. Like, And I think that's a, that's a misconception that a lot of men can have because we carry so much. You know, A lot of times we think we're the only one that has the weight of the world on our shoulder. Yeah. But there's yeah. 30 other dudes every Sunday morning who same are, same things. Yeah, same, same exact problems. thing. And yep. it's just a matter of, am I gonna fight? Am I gonna wake up and fight this fight, or am I gonna roll over today and, you know, give into it? Well, th the other thing that it reminds me of is, three years ago in April of 2020, you were scheduled to speak in Unchained, and your dad had just passed. Yeah. And I even said to you, "Are you sure we can just reschedule?" And you said, "No, I know this is what my dad would want me to do." And by the way, Unchained is ran by Reg now. <laughs> what time is that? That's Shameless tonight. Plugs. Yeah, six o'clock. Yeah, you may not be Tuesday listening night. to this tonight, but every Tuesday, Tuesday night, night six every Tuesday in night, the room. Yes, amazing ministry. But I just thought how cool it was that you were willing to step up and still do that. It popped up on my news feed on Facebook just the other day. I think just a couple of days ago. Yeah, and then three day, three years later, from my dad dying, I got tested again. On the anniversary of my dad dying, I actually had the privilege of baptizing 14 kids. Yeah, wow. seen that was beautiful. Same day? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, on wow. the anniversary. That's kind of cool. And, so, and, and not to, like, put anyone out there, but Mr. McDaniel, our history teacher, he actually just had his dad die a couple months ago. And so it was kind of cool. That's I right. got to baptize him. Yeah. That's okay. I, yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen. It's a little symbolic. I mean, that's pretty cool. So is there yeah. something with the number 14? Because that's how many people got baptized that's right. 14. Because like, you uh, baptized 13, 13 and, and Greg. And Greg, Greg yeah, mom, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what's with the number 14. It's one after 13 and one before 15. Okay. That's deep. <laughs> That's pretty deep. No, yeah. I, I basically <laughs> said it doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> I, I would say this as a side note. My wife's 11 and a half years younger than me, so when she was 14, I was 25. Okay. So I think that's illegal on my I, state. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Can Except we put for, that on the podcast? <laughs> Except for Kentucky. Everything oh, yeah, that's right. I was born in Kentucky. <laughs> you know, one thing just came to me about, about fellowship, too. If you're truly in fellowship, it's hard to be prideful. Mm. I, I've come to find out that pride is either feeling too high or too low about yourself because it's all about look at me. But when you're within fellowship and really trying to really working to be a part of that fellowship god has a way of people lifting you up and then also people mm -hmm. and when you have accountability making sure you don't float away yeah. and, and become the look at me person you know what i'm saying so you you said pride here's a cool it's a cool study i've been wanting to do but i haven't gotten around to it yet is i'm trying to understand the difference between being prideful and being proud you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying because 
in yeah. the world, I, and if you come to like when I do teachings, a lot of times I like to look at like biblical words and find out what the world says about them or look at worldly words and find out how it applies to the Bible. It's kind of one of my go-to things. And in the world, pride and proud are the same word. They're, they're synonyms. They yeah. go together. Yeah. They're interchangeable. And I don't think God doesn't want us to be proud. Like when our kids do something awesome, it's hard not to be proud. Like, man, you learned how to ride a bike or man, you got straight A's on your test. You know, and I don't think that's a downfall. So, what, no. what, in your opinion, what, what would you say? Is it What's in, I thought it was interesting that you brought up kids. Um, like recently, when Cheyenne was in a volleyball game and just watching her, she had several serves where her team was winning those points, and I was proud of her. And like Sierra, my oldest one, was in a dance competition for two weeks, and just some of the accolades she got or her team got. I think that's being proud. I think where you could be prideful is if I went. My kids are better than any other yeah. kid out here. Yeah. That's good. They, they can't. And I, that's, to me, where you could really start to be do damage to relationships. Like Reggie said, the good thing about relationships is it does keep your pride at bay, especially when you're in a relationship with other Christians. Yeah. Because you have, if hopefully you have people that are really sensitive to the Holy Spirit that can speak to you and speak life to you. And even for my girls, I say to my or, or to Sierra and Cheyenne all the time, me and Suzanne do, is even on this property, you have access simply because of who your grandparents are, Bob and Susan, and they're the pastors, and, and with us being associate pastors. But I said, don't ever take advantage of it, and don't ever use that against people. And, you know, we're very fortunate. They're just really good kids that don't do it. But that's kind of what I was thinking about, especially when you mentioned kids as yeah. well. I think... I, I'm trying to figure because when you when you asked that question, a song just popped in my head, a uh, worship song, and it was like uh, they just sing, "See I'm a new creation in Christ." Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, I walk by faith, not by sight. There is a new name written down mm-hmm. in glory, mm-hmm. and, and it's mine. Try out for the worship team. Yes, it's mine. So. But <laughs> nah. But you're but, proud of. But I'm proud of that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm proud. Cool. I'm proud that God has chose me. That I answered the call. But it's not like I'm walking around like I'm a Christian. I'm better than you. Now that's prideful. You know what I'm saying? That's that's because of what God did. Now I'm better than somebody. But no, it's like proud is like no. He chose me. I am now a represent. I'm able to represent His kingdom. So now I have. I'm proud of. Of my position, you know, uh, of, of of the privilege that I got, mm. I think pride is more about look at me, and proud is more about an acknowledgement of something like you were saying. You acknowledge Other than it, yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah you acknowledge your point. girls, your girls. They did that. They did that. But it's not like, hey, look at my girls. My girls are better than yours. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, it, it, you know, it, 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 but it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's a slip, and that's the beautiful thing about Christianity. You know. All glory to him. Everything. All glory. Well, I was just thinking, because I agree with you on that. I, I was just thinking about how a lot of times, especially when we get on the other side of salvation, we forget where we come from. Yeah. And then we start to believe because we have some knowledge and we've <clears> seen <throat> God move in a powerful way in our lives that we are the power. And when you I always think about the verse, <laughs> me and Reggie talk about this a lot. The verse that says where Jesus says you have to lose your life to find it. And I always talk about how if you lose your phone mm. and you ever notice when you find that phone again, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, it looks different. Well, it yeah. doesn't. It's just now you appreciate it. Appreciate more. it more. 
And I think when you lose yourself in Christ, pride goes to the wayside because all of a sudden you're so immersed in who he is that you want to represent him in the Man, right way. The right way. Yeah. In the right way. Because you you're you're thankful. You know, you're thankful other than like pride, I feel, is more or less like I deserve this. Mm. Proud is like I'm thankful, like I, I didn't deserve this. So, but guess what? It's like I appreciate it. Yeah. Other than you should appreciate me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's 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 one thing about being uh, a, a true believer and someone who's really walking in the 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 glory of sanctification. Like I, some people like that I that I know is like when when God shows you something that you know. Because as we grow, we're being sanctified day to day from glory to glory. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's something that the Lord will show me that I'm going to need to work on right now. And I don't look at it like, oh, my goodness, here we go. That's another. I'm like, okay, Lord. Time to work. Time to work. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. Like, one thing that the Lord has really been working on me with is vaping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I quit smoking cigarettes and all that. But he's been really working on me. And it's like. I, I, I'm on my way to church. Before I hit the corner right here to get to church, I want to hit hit it a couple of times to make sure all the smokers out of the car because I don't want to pull into the parking lot and people see smoke flying out the window. Reggie's hot boxing. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? But I, I look at that and I'm like, bro, if I got to be sneaky about it, why am I doing it? Yeah. That, mm. My dad used to say, like, that's a that's, that's a sure thing. That's a sure clue that you're doing something doing, you're not supposed to not do. Not to be you, doing. If you're, like, all yeah, hiding I, about Exactly. It. Yeah. So... I, the Lord's been telling me, and yeah, I love how the Holy Spirit works with me because he drops little gems on me. So I was like, okay, you know what? Resurrection Sunday, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? And here I am three days later, and I'm, I'm, I've let it go. But That's good. I, I'm not looking at it like, oh, I can't do nothing fun. It's like, okay, God, I know that there's more breakthrough coming through after this because as you are uh, co uh, adherent to the Holy Spirit, it comes with blessings. That's yeah. his promises. So, you know, it, 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 it's it's a beautiful thing to just be a part of the body of Christ. And fellowship is not just with people. It's also with with, with our Father and with mm. Jesus and with the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Really, you remember that that show? You remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah. Uh, so I I always call Uncle Phil like one of my one of my dads that I never had. Yeah, know? no, he was, yeah. And yeah, in, the, cool, in the very first episode, Will Smith is teaching his knee or his cousin, Ashley, how, how to pray. Yeah. And, and she's like, at first she, you know, claps her hands. It's like father. And he's like, no, 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 you don't got to talk. You don't got to be like that. And he starts. <laughs> and, and she's like, Father, I thank you for this yeah, daily yeah, bread. That's cool. and, yeah. Hey, look, and yeah. I've, that's how I talk to the kids at youth. I'm like, yeah. look, talk to God. Yeah. Like, like he's your home. Like, like he's yeah, your friend. Like, man. And if you're having a bad day, let him know. You can tell him, like, you know, God, today sucked. Like, straight up. Today today was a bad day, you know? And you don't you want don't, the fake. You don't have to go up, go to him like, oh, Jesus, heavenly yeah. father of spirit, you know? Sure, yeah. people 
pray that way. That's good for them. Praying in the KJ, KGV. Yeah, K- I, KJV. I, can't even, I mean, I can't even pronounce it, read it, yeah. or praying it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's the King James version. Yeah, right? King James. Yeah, KJV. I said KGV. But yeah, K, the King James version. Do you is, think when they pick a pope that they're all vaping and they're waiting for that white smoke to come? Out? <laughs> vaping is the is the least of my concerns when they pick, hey, pick a pope. Yeah, maybe, man. They, hey, maybe they should pick one that vapes. That I don't vape, know. You know what I'm saying? Down to earth, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like they should call it Holy Smoke instead holy, of Holy Father. Holy Sorry. Smoke. The Holy Sorry. Smoke of. Sorry to any Catholics out the there. Papacy. I I'm pretty sure that's a uh, Snoop Dogg movie. The Holy Smoke. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. is. Yeah, that's right. It probably yeah. is. Uh, but um, now nah, the the beautiful thing about this is it's just like right now you know just sitting around like there's beauty there's fun there's excitement in Christ you know what I'm saying but a lot of us we think that we have to be a certain way when we come to Christ like what you said about like with me I'm gonna tell you one of the most important things in my walk that has really is Christian hip hop yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's so much better now than it was in the 90s. Man. <laughs> and so, but when I, like, I had a, a, a point where I was, went, I went and kicked it with a couple of my old friends. And, you know, they were smoking and drinking and doing all the things that I wasn't doing no more. But I was listening to the old music that, and by the time I had listened to that music, it had got into my spirit. And by the end of the night, I was back into the old, it was no longer Reggie, it was Flip now. Yeah. And, and, and and then I realized that I had to let that type of music go. I couldn't listen to that type of music, and it kind of broke me down. But then I discovered Christian hip-hop, and it's like, man. And I say all that to say, like you said to the kids, God is not, he doesn't judge us by our, like he said, you guys are whitewashed tombs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like with dead man's bones, like he doesn't care what we look out on or how we come an outsider, he he knows our heart. He wants the real. So we have to be comfortable, just like we're talking to Abba Father, like Daddy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we have to be able to come to him because he knows our heart, and that's where he judges us. So a lot of times people think that that's why I love our church. You know what I'm saying? Like you come as you are. Right. You come as you are. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that, and that's the that's the the environment. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. You know, you know what I'm saying? What's sad is a lot of times people will say you come as you are as long as you as you are is the way we yeah. yeah you know <laughs> as I mean? you are fits this this. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a problem with people that have this is how they do it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but at the same time, like I, I don't know. Have you have you guys ever heard the story about Gandhi? Oh, I, I would have been a Christian if I never met one. Yeah. Yeah. But did you hear the story about what happened? He went and he went in his in his, you know, the, the robe or whatever the, the Hindu garb was, you know what I'm saying? And when they looked at him, they kind of was like, You're at the wrong place. Like he went to a Christian church and this is this may be, but this is the folklore or whatever yeah, the, yeah. that he went and they were like basically unwelcoming to him. You know what I'm saying? Well, what it reminds me of is, you know, when you use the verse that says, um, Jesus says, you're like whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. Yeah. We know that's talking about Pharisees, Pharisees or the yeah. religious people the religious of the day. People, yeah. But I think at the same time, when you talk about, you know, it's unfortunate that happened with Gandhi. But I look at the people that are caught up in the gay lifestyle or the lesbian lifestyle or transgender. I say to people all the time, you're, the main issue you have isn't, 
lesbian in the sin of being gay or lesbian or fornicating or being transgender. It's that your identity isn't grounded in, in Christ. Christ. When your identity is in Christ, automatically it takes care of the other things. Yep. Well, and it's sad. Uh, you know, I posted on my Facebook a, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Steve read it, um, <clears throat> that Christians in church have, have a very similar problem with the LGBTQ community, and that's the titles that they're fixated on. So many people want to tell you how they identify as an evangelist. I identify as a healer. I identify as a prophet. I identify as a pastor or whatever. And it's like you you realize that in God's eyes, we're all just his children. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're a pastor or... I'm a child of God. A child of God. And, and we're all equal to the same um, inheritance. You yeah. know what I mean? It, there ain't levels to that game. No, I think you just hit on something important. That, that Don't you think the reason that they end up labeling themselves is because they want to be part of fellowship. Yeah. It's just an unhealthy. It's like the Sam Smith song. You want to belong. Unholy. You want to belong. Okay. You're, yeah. you're in an unholy union, but you don't know it because you're trying to fill a void that can only be filled by Christ. Did the disciples call themselves anything other than servants of God? Uh, I'm pretty sure no. I'm pretty sure if there was ever a title I'm, that yeah, was I'm given Yeah, I'm trying to them, think like, I think Paul, it was like, given I'm to the disciple. I'm know? the disciple. Like every time uh, they just said we're servants of God. Like did Peter walk around going, "I'm, I'm the, the fisher of men." Yeah, I'm the, I'm the apostle. Like they call me Apostle Paul, but I never heard him call himself the Apostle Paul. I think Paul. I love the where he says, "Imitate me as I imitate, imitate Christ. Christ." Well, you're you're still Bishop Reggie Lewis. In my yeah, book. we do call you the bishop, <laughs> not just a bishop, the, the bishop. Hey, look. I tell him I don't if, even know what a bishop is. What is a bishop? That's supposed to be like a other than elder, the chest piece, like a okay. like a hierarchy. In my understanding, it's like a hierarchy of okay. the church. Hey, look. Every like time Reggie's getting ready to preach on Wednesday night, I call TD Jake say. You're number two tonight. You know, to my, underst- to my understanding, a bishop overlooks like three or four churches. Okay. Well, he's, run- he's running like, how many ministries you run now? Man, I run the ministry of God that the, he gave me. You know what I'm saying? Got, I'm blessed to be who I am. He does the Saturday night. He does the Sunday morning. He does the Tuesday night. Plus, he's a family man. Plus, does Instacart. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. This is That's way better than... Being um somewhere behind somebody's house smoking and, <laughs> and doing all kinds of other crazy stuff. Well, so and on a serious this note, is easy. too, I was thinking about this this past Easter and how his sons RK and KR and KJR were over there and was a group of 20, 30 young adults. You saw my two daughters were there too. Yeah, Ajene and, and yes. Kayla. Yeah, I was surprised to see Kayla was alive. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, they they <laughs> I nah, ain't heard they, of her in a minute. Yeah, they 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 drove out from Desert Hot Springs, and then my son Xavier was there. Like I, most of my kids were there, and my grandkids. Literally, it's a like family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, bro. What is that from? A wild and out. Oh, okay. I thought that yeah, was oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 But you know what I was thinking of is that. Literally, in a spiritual sense and a physical sense, you're a father of many nations. You're starting to see these young adults that actually some of them are your real kids and some of them are spiritual kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's cool to see that. And I'm going to tell you something, like one thing that I've, because my dad, my dad, even though he's probably, he started the, the breaking of generational curses because even though him and my mom split at the age of 13, he was still there especially in my brother and my sister's life. I kind of, because it was the oldest, chose to not deal with him, but he was there. But his dad wasn't there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but now I look and I, I see that 
I'm able to be like my if 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 God has it his has it his way, my boys will not be absent in their kids' lives. My daughters will have, you know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 then my grandkids, you know what I'm saying? These general generational curses are broke, and that's the beautiful thing about being part of the body of Christ and just the Redeemer, just being a part of God's family because He redeems and He restores, and His promises are yes and amen as long as you believe. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I, I one thing I. One thing, and I and I this is, and I have to be careful when I say this, but one thing that makes no sense to me is a miserable Christian. Yeah, like how can how can you be? What kind of witness is that if well, you're always defeated? It's yeah, it's almost that. Um, you know, like a lot of Cameron Haynes and Joe Rogan and stuff. They talk about like, yeah, at that point you're choosing to be depressed. Yeah, that, like. Clinical depression is a real thing. No, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I totally believe. Well, you 100%. should talk on that a little bit. Yeah, like so, I I deal with depression and suicidal tendencies my whole life. You know, but, I was in fourth grade when I tried to kill myself the first time. Okay, but there are definitely times where I buy into the narrative. Yeah, and, and there's other times where I'm living my life and you know doing ministry and doing stuff. And you can choose to be let that affect you, not. Act like it's not real. Yeah. But how are you letting it affect you? Because yeah. you're either rolling over and playing dead, or you're gonna combat it. Combat mm-hmm. it. You know. And and how? Do, what's been your biggest uh, weapon to combat? I it? have to keep myself busy in ministry, right? Doing God's work. God's work, hundred percent. But just busy. Period. Like yeah. I'm a full time student. I'm a full time teacher. I'm a softball coach. I'm youth pastor here. We're doing this podcast. But isn't all that God in in that all? Because you, exactly. you put God in it. You know exactly. Like there's. If you're if you're gonna be a member of a church or or, or let's just say if you're gonna be a Christian and you're gonna be a softball coach or a baseball coach, you can't be a different person when you're on yeah, the field. It's all ministry. So you can't be out there doing this, <laughs> you know, because you don't get the call you like. <laughs> That's good. You know. Yeah. That's good. And so even like my wife, after, uh, we had our first game and our our team is sponsored by the school here uh, last week, and yeah. she's all, oh, we forgot to pray. Uh, with the kids, and I was like, "Can we do that?" Because I know in high school sports, an uh, uh, athlete you can still pray with the kids, but the athlete has to initiate it. Yeah. So you can't say, "Hey, come on, we're gonna circle around and pray." But if an athlete says, "Hey, coach, can we have a prayer?" Then you can you can yeah. do it. Um, and she's like, "Who cares if we can do it or not? Like, yeah. we're gonna pray with the kids, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's volunteer work, so if they want to kick us out, then whatever." I mean, you know, you know yeah, guaranteed, <laughs> and and yeah, like unapologetic. Yeah, unapologetic, and, and so he's gonna me, bless it. To fight, to fight depression and stuff, it's just to constantly be doing things. I, I can't, and you know, it sucks. I don't get to sleep as much as I would like. Yeah, but I get to do a lot of other cool things. Yeah, so. I, I, I mean, and we we all have our cross to bear. Like Steve will let you know, like mental health is something that has touched my life a lot in these last four or five years. Well, Start and in the nation, kind of in in general, like yeah. in the nineties, you know, most people didn't know about it, yeah, or, or talk about it, yeah. And now it's actually acknowledged that like your mental health is an actual disorder, yeah, or it's actually valuable, value, you know? yeah. And so a lot of times when we were younger or whatever, people would be like, "Well, quit being a sissy." Yeah. Like I'm not being a sissy. I'm just sad. Yep. Like I could be mm. sad. Like I could wake up and miss my dad. Yeah. No. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's okay. 
Yep. But back in the day, or at least when I was younger, it was you're being a sissy. You yeah. Know? And then you're just expect to kind of get over it or yeah. keep going on. Yeah. And back on the fellowship thing, I think that's one of the beautiful things. Like all the respect and, you know, I'm just going to be the adulation or whatever it was that I used to risk my life for, whether it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah my spiritual and my physical life, emotional life to get these accolades or this kind of recognition from people, I get now by just being my true authentic self in Christ and being there for people. And like, it's amazing. Like sometimes I sit in, I sit in my groups and like Unchained, Unchained has been just blowing up. Like, like it's getting more and more and it's people. And I'm like, and when they leave, they're like, man, today was a good group. Like that, that, and it blows my mind. I'm like, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I did, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, one of the really the cool things about your groups in general is that any given night, if you were to roll up, like you'll see a number of people that don't even come to church here. Yeah. Like, that aren't DP city yeah. members of our congregation, yeah. but they're fellowshipping with their tribe. Yep. Quite frankly, like I've always kind of been, I grew up in church. My parents were traveling ministers. Um, so I've always kind of known like the inside outs of a church and how a church works. And one thing that I used to say a lot when I was a kid was like, I hate clicky churches. Yeah. I hate clicky churches. Yeah. But as I get older, I realize that if it's done correctly, not everyone's going to get along with everyone. Yeah. And not everyone yeah. needs everyone to be their friend yeah. and be that person. Yeah. And if you find your tribe to fellowship with you, to uplift you, to bring you up, that's okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, there's clicky families. Like, I, I'm going to tell you, like, in my family, like, Kayla and Ajene, my two daughters, they're, they're like... They're tight. It, it's a trip because, like, they... Today, we, or Sunday, when we went to to uh, lunch, they were both trying not to order the same thing. And they ended up ordering the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like because that's how close to KGR and KR. Shelly and her mom. Like, yeah. they all got their own little, you know, and uh, me, I'm just on the outside. Nobody likes me, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but it, it, it's all right to, it's all right to have your your people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as we're serving the same God, the same, like, you know what I'm saying? Because Different people fit with different things, and you know what I'm saying. You know, I was thinking when you were talking. Somebody asked me one time, "Does God have a problem?" Kind of in a way, not sharing the spotlight with us, but us being in the spotlight sometimes. And I find it interesting if you look in the Bible, especially with the four Gospels. He didn't name them Jesus one, two, three, and four. It's <laughs> Matthew, Mark, yeah, Luke, and exactly. John because it's he wants people to hear our testimony about him. And I, when you were talking, it reminded me of when you taught back on uh, March 31st and your son, K.R., put this on Facebook. He put pops with praying hands with the message. I just thought, and I remember that night seeing that, and I was like, how cool that your son's like, man, probably inside he's like, man, that's my dad yeah. preaching online. You know, and you just, so you impact people that, are part of the body of Christ, yeah. so your spiritual family. But man, when your own kids yeah. sees, I mean, and you know, and KR's how old now? Uh, twenty. He'll be twenty-five. Uh, See, he's in an age where you're. Yeah. It's really having a big influence yeah. on him. Hey, twenty-five, you're a sponge. 
And, and you don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit you're it. You're this young adult. I am who I am. I'm a rebel. I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm finally making my own way. I can choose what I want to eat and yeah. stuff. But you are such a sponge. You're absorbing everything around you. Yep. And and he, he's a leader amongst his followers. And he is. You know what and I mean? The beautiful thing about that is I learned how to deal with my family from dealing with fellowship with people, mm. not being a hammer. Like, you know, with your family, it could be a little difficult, especially as fathers. You know what I'm saying? We're like, you need to understand this and, you know. You know too much. Yeah, yeah, you, you know too much. You're and the you dad, know, yeah. So it's like you're trying to shake it into them to get it. But then I had to start realizing, and that's, once again, the Holy Spirit. I had to look at my family and I'm like, okay, why am I so uh, understanding with my family? church family, my, my outside fellowship, but I get home and the Kool-Aid is not put up the right way. And I'm like, who, what blasphemy is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man. So it's yeah. like, so I had to look at that. And then I started to, you know what I'm what's saying? Your, what's your favorite flavor Kool-Aid? Wow. <laughs> Why do I feel that that might be a it's little? It's not, bro. I was, you know, I was born and raised in LA. Lemonade, lemon, and any flavor. Wow. Okay. He's lost all street your... cred with me. No. Blue. Blue, oh. but but no, but see, I like all of them. But you, the secret is you have to mix it with lemon. The lemon, the lemon. Mm, that's bougie Kool-Aid. Kool so I've never heard that. Before. The lemon Kool-Aid. Bougie Kool-Aid. It, it, you know, sour with it, 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 that lemon flavor with anything. But why? You strawberry, you strawberry lemonade, peach lemonade. Come on, this is. You this did is live like, in New Orleans for a while. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, that's yeah. where he got that's that from. Got. Hey, look, I, I'm, I'm I've a fool. never heard anyone say I'm a fool. Lem lemon is my favorite Kool-Aid. I've heard no, yellow. no. Hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Yellow is my favorite. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lemon is not my set. I was saying the lemon flavor with any other flavor. That's my favorite. I love all Kool-Aid. Oh. Because I'm... You're about that mixture. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. And you can ask my kids this. They call me one whip flip. Because <laughs> <laughs> you I, only I, have to spank them one time? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about when I made Kool-Aid, I didn't measure nothing. Like, shh, You know. Sugar, shh, water mixture, shh, perfect every time. He's a chemist. Yeah. He's like Walter White on Breaking Bad with yep. the Kool-Aid. Oh, wow. Man, you know what? <laughs> no, that's true. But you know, I was just thinking when you said that, that's like the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. Like the Holy Spirit's pouring out. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect every time. Every time. Every, every time. time. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. One thing you got me thinking about, uh, like, you know, grace and love as a parent. And it, what you said is like, you know too much. Yeah. And it's like, as a youth pastor, when people come over, like kids come in and they're sad, I'm immediately like, oh, I'll brace you. Like, you know, let's pray because they're sad. But then a parent would be like, they're sad because their dog didn't get the right food. Yeah. And then I'm looking at it from like, oh, that's uh -huh. a stupid reason yeah. to be sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. when you're a parent, you know those things. Yep. Like, you're, you're sad because this? Yeah. But as the youth pastor on the outside, all you see is a sad part, you know. It is interesting how much more compassionate we are towards people when we meet them in their mystery instead of their history. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. yeah. You ever notice when you meet someone new, all of a sudden you're friendlier you're, yeah. because you don't know anything about them. And then you learn their backdrop and you're like, ah. Makes and, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it is. And yeah. I think that's the, once again, I think fellowship allows you to be in relationship where you're like, oh, Kyle or Reggie's okay with knowing my stuff. Yeah. And still okay with me. Right, you know, because I got my own stuff. Thank you. I'm not I to be worried about your how, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> how can you be? A, how can you be a true believer? Like, 
Frank had said this earlier about forgiveness. Like, how much forgiveness do we, like, do we really have, like, in order for us to not have forgiveness, that means we don't think we've been forgiven a much. Yeah. Mm. Like, I know what I've been for. I don't know about you, brothers. I've heard some stories and all that, but but when it comes to me, I out I outdone you, I outdone you. I've outdone mostly everybody I've met because for one, not just the things I've done, but just the mind state. Yeah. Mm. And why the motive behind everything that I did was all about me. You have no reason not to forgive people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's good. No, no reason. Cause like if if I can't, and then you just look at the greatness of God and that he has thought of me and considered me and that he does forgive me. And that if I was the only person on the planet at the time of Jesus walking, Jesus still would have climbed on that cross. Mm. So how so it's like, wait a minute. For me. How can I look at anybody else? And not just you, who you are right now, but you, who you were what, the worst yeah. day. Th that's what I'm that, saying. That day. Yeah, know? that yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Because, and that's the beautiful thing about his grace. It's for everybody. Yeah. We don't have to choose it. Mm, we should stop teaching CRT and start teaching CGT. Yeah. Critical grace theory. Criti Ooh, man, for real. man, that, that's tweetable. That, are you you ain't Twitter? got a bomb button? Yeah, I got uh, this one. Oh, yeah. Hold on. That's Ruslan. Come on, man. <laughs> world premiere. World premiere. <laughs> Guaranteed. Truth bombs. Truth hey, bombs. Hey, look, for real. Hey, look, for real, because good. he did it for all of us. And just, just think, I know he knows that some of us was going to choose it, but he doesn't force it upon us. Yeah. He's like, look, there it is. I got it for you. If you want to come and get it. And that's the beautiful thing about grace. It's like, it's not forced upon us it's a free gift freely given and now all we have to do is freely choose it he's a respecter of, of will of, of of our own free will he, he respects that so we as believers that's part of fellowship we have to respect people's choices yeah. you know what i'm saying and right. not judge them for it you know what i'm saying look at them and then love them through it you know what i'm saying and be there with them and love them through it even if they're uh, choices, rejection, or whatever. Okay, well, hey, you know, I'll be here when you're ready. Because, like you were talking about, uh, Jesus 1, 2, and 3, and 4, it's the gospel according to Luke, according to Matthew, according to John. Mm. The gospel means the good news. So it's the good news according. That's why each one of them are different, and they, they can account it from there because this is how it works with me and this is how I see the good news yeah. layout. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beautiful thing about our testimony. I don't know. I just want to say that. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking, I was at the bank the other day and we got to talking about um were you raised in church? And I was having a conversation with two of the tellers there and that I know pretty well. And they both were raised in church. And so they were asking me and they know I'm a, a pastor at a church. What church is that? Huh? What church is yeah. that? <laughs> the Church of the Lost Cause. DPCityChurch.com, okay, by the way. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Another plug, another plug. Yeah, no. But they said, well, how about you? And I said, no, I didn't get saved till I was 21. And I said, I was a professional sinner. Yeah. That, like, we were really good at sinning in my Real family. Good. You Real know, good. and most of us are. Man, I was great. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking when you were talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the Gospels and all that, 
is in the brilliance of God, I think the reason he makes us a body and that we have fellowship is because if someone comes along that's an unbeliever and they say, I don't really believe what Kyle says, and then you testify and they're like, oh, yeah. I don't wow. know, wait, wait a minute, there's two. And then yeah. I testify and then someone else says. And if you notice, the gospel never stops advancing yeah. because there's always a new testimony. Yep. Right. And that's, you know, that's what I love about like youth group or kids church yep. or young adults is it just keeps keeps Growing. going. Yeah. Well, like like we we always say God doesn't need our help. Like it it is what it is, yeah. you know. Um because his word doesn't return void. So yeah. as soon as you speak about him and you testify about him, it just keeps oh, Yeah. But that, that 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 goes back to what we were talking about before, like the harvest is not ours. Yeah. We need to stop taking so much responsibility for the results. And think about and that just, for a second. Think about how many people who, who have started ministries stopped their ministry because they hadn't seen the fruit. They hadn't seen no fruit. But and they're like, oh my wow. gosh. But man. how prideful is that? It's sad because that's, that's you real think prideful. The world starts and ends with you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like in like like Jesus, well, of course he saw, because he's eternal. But like what he did, he didn't stick around to see. Like, okay, oh, I want to... He knows that the power of what he did. Well, like the man mm. that he... The, the the leprosy guy. He didn't follow him around to make sure for the rest of his life. Yeah. He, was, mm. he healed him and went on his way. Or even you know, even the, the Gadarean, the, 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 the man from... The demon-possessed yeah. man from Gadara. Yeah. He was like, he wanted to go with Jesus. Jesus was like, nah. Yeah. And then when he came back... Everybody off the man's testimony was like, okay, look, what, what's up with this Jesus thing? Yeah. I heard the best thing the other day. When Jesus opened the eyes of the blind man, do you think that guy ever lusted with those eyes again? Oh, probably. Of course. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The guy that could walk, did he go and do something that was probably not of good? Course. Yeah. But of course. But because of God's grace. He was able to, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Jesus would have known that, but I think when your life is so changed, like there was one time when Jesus healed someone and he goes, go and sin no more unless something worse comes upon you. And he was saying, don't go back to a pattern of sin. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing about the grace of God is when he healed somebody, he knew they would sin again. Yeah. But he knew that his grace was so strong that eventually they would go, I don't want to live in that yeah, life my anymore. My grace is yeah. enough. I mean, yep. that would yeah. be a really cool children's series of books to write, you know, like. Obviously not fictional. You're not trying to indoctrinate theology or yeah. anything like that. But just like what happened to those people after mm. they got their healing? Like what does the rest of their story look yeah. like? Yeah, I know? mean, man. Yep. Well, Suzanne always says about Lazarus. Lazarus actually did die at yeah. some point, even though he was raised from the dead by Jesus. But eventually he died. Yeah. You know. I died the second time. Yeah, he yeah. died a second Again. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. 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 And in fact, I always talk to my kids about this when I said, you know, as a Christian, you never die. You just really no one ever dies. Transition. Yeah. Yeah, You're transitioning one way or the other, either heaven or hell. Yeah, exactly. And but it is it's uh, it's it's amazing just the grace of God and how he keeps reaching out to us. You talked about the thief on the cross in the men's group on Mm -hmm. Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like when just to think about. The first thing Jesus said was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So that right there is just grace. Him understanding that we are so confused that many of us don't understand that we are living in total. Like, I'm going to tell you something. With me, 
I thought I knew I was a good sinner. I thought I was good morale, good good, good, good person. Yeah, 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 because I was the I was the guy that like you know I, I wasn't gonna take your stuff. I was gonna convince you to give it to me. Yeah, you was a moral person. Yeah, I was moral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and I really thought I was in good standings with God, and God understood. He knows that I'm only doing. And then I had a true uh, encounter with God, and I gave my life to him, and then the Spirit started showing me the derelict ways of my thoughts and my, my, my like, what is really, and the, the purpose of an upside-down kingdom, and the first shall be last and the last, and having a servant's heart and really just wanting to see what's best for somebody else, and that being the thing that really fulfills you and gives you the opportunity to walk around like, man, everything's going to be all right. Mm. Cause it ain't about just me no more. Yeah. It's about God, his kingdom and promoting his word and just getting this good news to people to where, because we're so in, engulfed with trying to figure out me, 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 me. What, what about me? Am I going to be all right? But when you are worrying about somebody or helping someone who's less that has less than you, it gets you out of thinking about because you mm. you know we see and we're thank it makes us thankful for the things that we do have. So that 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 that's what I feel about. That's why this is importance of fellowship. Like you know, it really helps us in in multiple ways. You know, what I'm saying it helps us get out of our own way, but it then also shows us the power of the Spirit working in us and the grace that we have in our lives and what He's called us to do. And you be. know what I just thought of. Um, the gospel of Jesus spans about three years, roughly, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. the okay. teaching. Yeah. How many How many pages do you think it would take someone to write down everything you do in three years? A lot. But then think how many pages we actually have of. Oh yeah. Jesus. So how many Minimum. How many hours and days were spent with Jesus just sitting around with his dudes, <laughs> fellowshipping, talking Bro, around the campfire, yeah. fishing? Yeah. And sure, he was pouring out, you yeah. know, hang, hanging out with his guys. Yeah. But that's got to be one of his biggest ministries is just the fellowship with his dudes. That's why he said, you guys, for them to go, that's, he said that they would do greater works than him. Yeah. Because, and 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 there's there's this Jewish uh, uh, thought process walking in the dust of the rabbi. And that means that they stuck behind him, that when he moved, the dust that he kicked up would get on them. Mm. So he lived life with them. And that's, that's the whole thing about being disciples. And that's why the, 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 the church, like, the only time you ever hear, like, the, the, the Holy Spirit striking somebody down was, was when? Ananias and Sapphira, right? Mm -hmm. When they lied about really buying into what God was doing and just, you know, because they, uh, like, oh, just in case. But that was the power of the church back then. Thomas, uh, yeah, no, Stephen, the first martyr, he was, he was what? Uh, uh, he ran the food bank, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he was the first martyr, and his job was important because what he did, it was, they the disciples got together like, okay, we need to find us a good standing man that can make sure the women get the, or the, the family get the food. Every part of the body is important in God's eyes. There's, there's no great, there's no greater than or less than. And that's the beautiful thing that we need to get back to as the church, get out of the titles, get out of the, like, I'm going to tell you something. 
and this is a shout out, some of those, some of the most monumental people to me at this church are, they, I haven't seen them teach a class or a, do a sermon or any of that, but they've been monumental. Bob and Kim, Bob, Bobby and Kim, bro, I love them. That's the second podcast in a row they've, they've been brought up. Shout out to the good fields. Yeah, I bro, I love people. them, bro. Listen, because I'm going to look you in your eyes and tell you something. Bobby and Kim make the best hot dogs on this campus. I believe it. He did say that. Yeah, hey, he look, said that. I, I, look, you know what? It, because, like I was saying, like, you can understand when people have the heart. Like, you just, you, you seen Sunday in the men's group. Like, that's one thing. Like, Bobby, I call him Soprano. Like, I call him Mr. <laughs> Soprano because when he give you that look, you know, it's like, okay, either you're going to do this or it might be some, yeah, yeah. some repercussions. You know what I'm saying? But every time he gets to talking about how God's working in his life, the man almost comes to tears. Yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? He's a man of few words. Man. So when, when he speaks, you, you want to listen. Man. Okay. But they're, they're greeters at the door. Yeah. And I don't say that with no small, no small, you know, like, oh, just a greeter. But a lot of people look at it, hey, greeting, what's, what's that? But No. That spirit right there, when people come through that door and they know and they see, and th that has, God is the multiplier of, of, of our works. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Another, uh, like, and then this is not, but like with Frank, like I, me, me and Frank had a history where I really didn't like him too much, but he has been somebody that I can go to and I can talk to and has, and he's been around here for a minute. Do, and what? He's the groundskeeper, the deacon. But people, like, you know what I'm saying? Caught up in the, I need to be this. I want to be that. Or, no, Steve. Steve is the glue of this church. Yeah, I agree. I don't care what nobody say. Pastor Elmer's Steve. glue or super glue? Super glue. Gorilla glue. <laughs> yeah, that good. Oh, the, gorilla glue. The gorilla well, like glue, that. the sticky like stuff that. that you gotta make sure it don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're welded. You're, yeah, you're a welder. Yeah, you gotta gotta <laughs> clean the clean the tip off because if you put the top back on and there's glue right there, you're never getting the top off again. That kind of glue. I like yeah. that. I Thank mean, you. Pastor Steve remembered my my whole family's name the first day I met him. Bro, talking I, about a superpower? Yeah. I tell this man about that all the time. Suzanne he, calls me Rain Man. Yeah. Yeah, bro, it's 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 ridiculous. It's he actually kind of obnoxious. And yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, he'll, I, I think he does it kind me of. Up. I don't yeah. know if he does that to you, but he'll yeah. be like, "Hey, do you know that that person over there?" I'm like, "Nah." He's like, "I think that's so and so. I met them like six years ago." No, I'm yeah. like, he does. Yeah, no. How do you know? He I can't remember me. what happened ten minutes ago. He don't. He don't set me up like that. But I know he does it. Like uh, anytime I'm like. Do you know such and such? He's like, oh yeah, and then he'll tell me about their kids, and I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Like, how do you like? I want to pat him down, make sure he don't got a little. Uh, a, <laughs> He's a, got a bug. <laughs> yeah, like some just going, to, but not. But see, that's a beautiful thing, and that yeah. means a lot. You know what I'm saying, people? When you can walk up to somebody and they ain't been to church in four and a half years, and probably only came for a good three or four months, yeah, four and a half years ago, but. They walk up to the to the pastor and they're like, "Hey, yeah, um, oh yeah, I remember. How's your kid? Whoops, such and yeah. such. And then, and are they still? And good? on top of and that, like, think about the the two hundred kids at the school, all the staff members, and, and, all the and, other yeah, people. He's and yeah, you know, but yeah, that's crazy. But I know where that came from too. That came from him being in the medical field and having all these different 
customers and clients that he had to remember. It wasn't had the, to remember the family. It wasn't the methodical field. <laughs> <laughs> I did partake in some illegal substances many, many years ago. And but, I do joke with people that... but. No, you know, I think once again, it's the cool thing about the body. We all have our strengths uh, and yep. weakness, weaknesses, yep. and yep. I think when you just allow the Holy Spirit to use those gifts that you have, He's going to multiply yeah, it exactly. And I, I think yeah. that's the uh, and and see, I, I take comfort in knowing that one person can sing on the worship team, but I can't sing. Another person may lead three or four groups like you do. But I don't do that, or do a youth pastor and being a teacher. Like I could never be a teacher in a class. Shout like out that. to you real quick, because you, you, I like I like your style, because I'm only the leader of these groups because he gave up. And he's like every group he gave, he knew that I was willing to do them. So he's a builder. No, yeah, he but he but, but he does it. It's like he he took up all these groups, and I know he was probably thinking like, okay. I'm to get this one with Reggie too, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, come on, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and but my real that, motive is I wanted to take naps on Saturday, <laughs> Tuesday. And <laughs> but hey, but that's a beautiful thing because that's what the body is about. Well, if you remember when we first talked about it, because I had briefly led the men's group, not for very long. It was just in between, and then the Unchained maybe for two years, and the Wednesday night Connect group was another one that eventually. Uh, Penny took over for a short period of time. But in both of those cases with him and with Penny, I was like, to me, if you're not allowing other people to do things, you're actually stealing a position from them. You're stifling. I mean, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean it literally. But you have to be selfish with yourself. You cannot elevate unless you elevate people underneath you. But it's, that's, in, it's impossible for you to get further. That's the discipleship. That's the discipleship. Yeah. That's how discipleship works. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? As you're being discipled, you're discipling. 100%. Well, like when you brought Connor up to pray on the Sunday morning and had or had Isaac go around taking the different T-shirts and coffee yeah. cups to people, that's a big deal, big for, deal. for teenage kids yep. to yeah. do that. And to me, that's yep. where you're... You're helping grow them up and yep. trust that the Lord's going to work through them. Well, to and, do. and in 20 years, I don't want them still looking at me as their youth pastor. Yeah. I want them youth pastoring or pastoring or ministering or do, yeah. doing something. And doing what you did for them to somebody to else. To other kids. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. ministry does didn't start with me. And it's for dang sure not going to end with me. I hope not. You, you know what I'm saying? I hope so. not. Well. <laughs> Well, fellas, it's been great. How many hours is that? That is 58 minutes and 15 That's it? That's it. Man, I, I thought we'd so been good. here for like two days. Yeah. No. This is great. I'm Look, you don't have to book me more because I like to talk if you don't know. 100%. Shout out to our wives, Sharissa. Uh, Karen, Kyle's, I love you, babe. Yeah. And Suzanne, you guys are all blessed to have us. Just wanted to thank <laughs> hey, you. I didn't say that, but I, I feel that way. But and we I don't have it. a screen in here, so we can't get a cactus couch. Yeah, we can't get a cactus couch. No cactus couches, yeah. All right, well, we'll see you guys next time, and make sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Connect with DP City, available on all your podcast platforms. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Connect with DP City. If you have questions, feel free to email them in at dpcitypod at gmail.com. If you're interested in appearing on our podcast, feel free to email that same email. If you'd like to give to the podcast ministry or ministry at DP City in general, you can visit our website at www.dpcitychurch.com and select the push to pay. 
We appreciate your support and looking forward to hearing from you soon. God bless.